Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Service Without Excuses podcast. Glad you are able to join us and you uh, or where you're listening to this at. We happen to stream all over the world um, between our YouTube channel and the different download mediums out there, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, whatever that happens to be. We're glad to be with you. We're glad to be ranked one of the top entrepreneur podcasts in the country. Um, we really love it, especially in the service sector. That's really what's been able to help uh, determine uh, where we're able to help our uh, listeners the most. So, guys, thank you so much. Of course, the Service Without Excuses podcast is sponsored by ProdigyPro.io. That's ProdigyPro.io. It's a one-stop software system for your marketing automation in your service company. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber, or a chiropractor, a carpet cleaner, a disaster restoration company. It doesn't matter. This software program is custom tailored to fit your needs. There's a bunch of different memberships that you can go to. And no matter what size your business is, it's a one-stop shop for just getting it done. So guys, I want to thank him so much for, of course, sponsoring the podcast. And this week, we're going to talk about something that is uh, near and dear to my heart. I used to deal with it when I was a sales rep, of course, in particular, and also as a truck technician um, where I was going to homes with a what's referred to as a warm lead. And that's going to be part of what I'm going to talk about here and sometimes a cold lead, which the sales rep side uh, was involved with. So the big thing that I, I really had to master and had to learn was how to overcome objections. Now, objections are things that your customers and clients in particular give back at you for why they're not going to do something. Here's an example. If I'm going to have my carpets cleaned and I we, we go and we do a great job cleaning the carpets and afterwards we recommend they put a protector on it, could be 3M Scotchgard, DuPont, no matter what kind of carpet protector you use. And they say to you, well, I'm going to replace my carpeting. Well, the next answer should be how long uh, before you think you do that. And they're like, well, maybe a couple of years. Now, if you had stopped before you asked the second question, the conversation would have been done because you just said, well, why would they put protector on the carpet? They're going to replace the carpets. What you're not thinking about is they're going to try to get another one or two years out of it because they don't usually have their carpets cleaned till about two years later. Well, that's worth putting a protector on just to hold on to it for a little bit longer because that carpet might prematurely wear in a year without putting that on there and uh, therefore causing much more rapid replacement. Ultimately, if they're not going to want to do it, they're not going to want to do it. But you need to learn to handle and overcome objections. There's always a reason to do something, and there's always a reason not to do something. Of course, we don't want to take their money if they're just going to yank it out in six months or whatever, and there's no benefit to it. Another objection we were able to overcome quite often was um, people would be selling the house and they would say, um, you know, I'm selling the house. I don't need to scotch guard the carpet. I need to put anything on it. I'm selling the house. I'm not going to live here. What does it matter? Well, the objection would be, of course, what you just heard. The response could be, well, you know what, Mrs. Smith, Mr. Smith, whoever you happen to be talking to, um, when you go to sell the house, if you do things like putting protector on a carpet, what it implies to the new owner or somebody that's going to come into the home is that you've put value into your home. You've repaired things. You've maintained things. And you can sell that. You're going to get all your money back. Just put the scotch guard on the, on the price tag if it, if it really means that much to you. Other than that, go, well, this guy had the carpets cleaned and he spent the money on scotch guarding. Why would a guy spend the money on scotch guarding? He must really care about his home. He must care about us as new buyers coming in. You've overcome the objection. But if you just stopped and said, I'm selling the house, and that was the end of the conversation, you might be walking yourself out of hundreds of dollars worth of protector that they were actually more than willing to pay. They just had an objection in their head before 
they came out with it and you had a response and kind of why they may want to consider doing that. You never want to be pushy. You don't need to be pushy. I was pretty successful as a sales rep, just overcoming objections in a soft way. You don't need to be, you're crazy. What are you nuts? You know, you got to do this. None of that. That that's, that's, that's for the amateurs. You need to be able to answer a question and it, with an objection response that is quite in correlation with what you're dealing with. Again, if somebody's not going to do it, they're not going to do it, but you could be losing a lot of money. One of the core things I work with with our service clients in in our coaching, which is part of our you know our our programs, is overcoming these things. Um, as a truck technician, as a sales rep, a truck technician, I was going into warmly, which meant the job was already there. They already knew I was coming, and now I was able to offer additional products and services to them. If it's a cold lead, or I'm cold sales rep, and I'm going out there and I am. Um, bringing some to their attention. It's cold. They don't even know I'm coming. If they know I'm coming, it's ice cold. Uh, ice cold would be they have no idea. I'm just walking on their property. But cold would be we had an appointment. They still haven't bought from me. There's nothing, no work being done. I'm just trying to uh, offer a solution to their problems. And that's ultimately what selling is, is you're offering a solution to their problems. If you can't offer a solution that's going to be uh, going to eliminate the problem or at least cut down on the problem, then you shouldn't be selling in the first place. So I, I like to think that overcoming objections when it comes to selling is something you learn naturally. And I just talked to a client here this morning on a conference call and we we went into that and he was talking about somebody that had been ripped off by another contractor. They took money. It wasn't a ton of money. It was $500. So it's still a lot of money. And, um, and they took the money and ran. Um, and this particular person was not a person they probably should have done that for. This is a person that works in law enforcement. Uh, so that's, that's not a good way to start your, 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 your journey of being a thief and a criminal. Um, but they, the, you know, automatically that person, um, should be skeptical, but that person's skeptical by nature because of the business they're in, the, the, the job they're in. So they were able to read this person's body language and they, this person built up a tremendous rapport with this and, you know, showed, of course, empathy because you feel bad. You feel bad somebody got ripped off um, and it doesn't matter who it is. So you showed this person showed empathy naturally, just that type of person he is and and offered the solution and gave him what's referred to as results in advance and said, listen, I don't know what happened there. And I'm sorry that happened to you, but our company's reputation is such as this. You can look it up you, even if you want to, you don't want to. And the gentleman, in fact, I believe just commented there is no reason for him to look it up because he could read it in his body language. And it's how you communicate yourself and it's how your your authority is given on the subject that you're trying to cover. Um, and if people believe that and they believe what you're saying, it's a win-win. And and here's the thing, guys, as as a person selling something, you have to believe in what you're selling in. There's no fake in it. I, I mean, I hate canned pitches. I don't even like the word pitch. I don't even like the, the word sales pitch annoys the hell out of me. I don't like it because a pitch is a contained um, canned response to somebody. So if your response every time is, hi, my name is blank, and this is what you should do because I say you should do it, and that's canned, and it's stupid, and it comes across fake and inauthentic, okay? So every situation is different. Every person is different. Every variable is different when it comes to selling. You have to be able to read another person just like they're reading you, and if you can read their body language correct enough to give them their same response and back, you're going to win in a big way. But you have to be authentic in this. This is not faking it. This is not the world where you can fake it today. It's not the fake it till you make it. That bullshit's for somebody else. I, I don't buy that. I don't buy it at all. 
um, you should be able to deliver a result that they are looking for. So when I come back to overcoming objections, if you build your body of work and you look at it and say, when Mrs. Smith says, I'm going to do this, your response should be blank. It shouldn't be canned. It shouldn't be trained. You should just have an automatic feeling for how Mrs. Smith should be, um, have them something explained to her or or an example or the again back to results in advance which is what i really do like this is the results we can expect to get if i'm doing a job or one of our technicians is going out and doing a job i want them to deliver the results in advance if the carpet's got a major traffic pattern i want that covered before we go and start doing the job i want people to be aware of it why do i want to be aware of it and i'm not trying to talk myself out of a job but I'm not trying to talk myself into a, a real problem. If they think in their mind that's just going to disappear, you know, and people don't explain this stuff over the phone, I promise you. So the technician, there's the frontline people out there and they see there's a traffic pattern there. They need to address, you know, all the cleaning needs, what they're going to do just to let you know, ma'am or sir, this traffic pattern is still going to be here. We can lighten up a little bit. I'm sure we can break down some of the inbound soil, but we can't fix the damage. It's already been done. And this is why, and I won't get into why that damage happened, but a lot of times the technician could explain that. You're delivering results in advance. You're telling the customer and the client, this is what we can expect here. Not don't say anything. And at the end of the job, they're looking at it going, hey, that's still there. And well, we know it's still going to be there. It's it's a high traffic pattern, but it wasn't covered in advance. So they didn't give the customer and clients results in advance, therefore causing a potential confrontation. Now, some, some people might go, oh, okay, it makes sense. I understand. Some people might, well, that, that's what I wanted here. That's what I hired your company here to do. I hired you to come here and fix this and, and make this problem go away, make my pain go away. My pain being, you know, my significant other telling me we got to get new carpet. And, and I just said, I'm going to get a carpet cleaner to come in. And now I got to pay you and then buy new car because it's my significant other is not going to be happy with this. So that's a, that's a lose-lose. So it's good to be proactive, deliver real results in advance, meet expectations, go above expectations if you possibly can. So think about things like that. Overcoming objections is nothing more than getting a relatable bank in your head of how you can respond to somebody's objections and their body language and understand the variables of why you want to do something or why you would not or the benefit to the consumer. Again, they don't buy for the feature that you have a truck mounted system if you're a carpet cleaner. Now, if you're a service company, if a truck mount is a truck mounted system. We use them ourselves um, that goes out. It's very powerful, much more powerful than a typical portable and you're going to go out and do it. But they don't care that the feature is the big truck mount that's got so much CFM and has heat and great cleaning solution and a, and a brilliant technician that could do the best job in the world. Uh, they don't care about all that. They don't. I mean, there are people that ask us, do you use a truck mount? And those people usually from the industry or have somebody they're related to or know that's in the industry. That's the only people that care about it. It just doesn't, it, it doesn't exist. It doesn't happen in my words. So um, that the feature was the big truck mount and all the heat and the power but the benefit is their carpet looks better. So if you focus on the benefit and not on the feature, that's it. I'm going to give you a quick example. Many years ago, I was at a, a major um, conference for the cleaning industry in Nashville. And there was a bunch of people speaking up at the top about how to help build your business, how to market your business, new technology stuff. And on the other side of this area, there was a big truck mount that they were disassembling and figuring out and going through all the components to. And what killed me and honestly killed me, but explains a lot of people that complain that they're not successful in this world and they can't grow or scale a business. 
is literally 85% of the people in these two groups were over there watching the truck mount because they like the technical features of something like the, wow, this does this, this does this. Well, if I got to repair this, that's good. You should know how to do some repairs. That's fine. However, the other person that's talking about how you can build your business that's on the other side, that person literally had five to seven people. I was one of them listening to and giving people advice that can literally add $100,000 a year to their business. Meanwhile, they're worried about the truck mount. By the way, the truck mount can be repaired for a few hundred dollars. Typically, you just lost $100,000 worth of knowledge and information because you were uber focused on the features and the smart ones were focused on the benefits that were coming um, to them from people speaking on stage, on the stage itself and giving you a bunch of stuff. So it always blew my mind. And by the way, it's not just our industry. It's a lot of industries. It's nice to be a technical person. I like tools. If you go into my shop, I have a whole bunch of tools. I like repairing some of my own stuff, but it's not my focus. And if I'm too busy doing something else, guess what? That's got to get fixed somewhere else. I have a guy on staff that's very mechanical. If he can't fix it, it goes into our shop. It goes to Langhorn. It goes to wherever it's got to go um, to be repaired because that is only costing me a little bit of money. I'm going to give you another quick example. I had a um, garage that used to work for me when I owned my business in Pennsylvania. And if a truck had to be repaired, it was we had box trucks for the type of business it was. I would tell them, get all the work done in one day as long as the price is below, I said, $2,500. And they'd be like, wow, that's pretty liberal, man. You're really, uh, you're really giving me a lot of leeway there. Might you, might you ask, I might want to ask exactly why you think that way. I said, well, that truck sitting down for a day cost me approximately $2,500. And if it's going to cost me another day for it to sit here because you couldn't finish up something the day before because it was going to be another $500 in overtime, I'm telling you in advance, I want the truck fixed in one day because the next day I'm now losing another $2,500 versus gaining our $2,500. So if you've got to pay your guys and charge me to get it done today and get everything finished up and work a little bit overtime to get it done and still charge me you know, an exam rate. But if it's below 2,500, I don't even need the phone call at this point because I'm losing another day, which is equal to $2,500. See, I understood that the feature of it was getting it in there and having them repair it and take care of it. The benefit to me was that I'm not gonna lose another $2,500 the next day. So those are objections. Those are overcoming objections or overcoming situations. Um, really need to write down some of the common things that you you hear people say if they say oh it's too expensive it's this what's the objection to expensive well there's an investment versus return so if they're going to put scotch guard on a carpet going back to the original thing i talked about and the the investment is much lower than than uh, the, the return by holding on to the carpets for another year or two longer is much lower than the investment of buying new carpets. If your truck needs to be repaired, is it cheaper to just do a modification for another six months versus buying a new vehicle? Or is it just wasting time? You know, you've got to think about that. That truck might be full of equipment, full of gear, full of outfitting on the inside. That's all got to be moved out to another thing, losing thousands of dollars versus just holding on and maintaining it for a little period a period of time so you can be proactively ready to transfer a truck, maybe buy another truck and, and start outfitting the other truck to it. So when that truck goes down, you might have a day or even a couple hours downtime. You can be proactive in your approach to these things as well. That's the big thing about overcoming objections is you're being proactive for the consumer, for the customer. You're thinking about what benefits them the best way possible. Again, don't sell them something they don't need. That's just stupid. And that's honestly stealing. But if they do need it, 
you should spend 120%, if that's possible, 120% of your effort in pushing that toward them to get them to this product or service. So guys, I appreciate your time today. I wanted to come to you with this uh, this just because I thought it would be a really good subject to cover. I know I've talked about some of these things before in the past a little bit, and it's been uh, it's been really um, a true pleasure to come to you you know, with these different podcasts, these different little mini series stuff that I do all the time and having you here listen to the Service Without Excuses podcast is truly an honor. So I do appreciate it. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to us. If you're on YouTube, hit the subscribe button. If you're uh, on iTunes or Stitcher, Spotify, whatever that happens to be, um, you just want to, you know, click the subscribe or downloads and uh, please share with a friend. That always helps if you benefit somebody else. Um, a lot of these have helped a lot of people. A lot of people have shared them. And uh, of course, it helps our download numbers too as well and helps us gain and help other people. We also thank our sponsor again, ProdigyPro.io. It's ProdigyPro.io. It's a one-stop service automation system for your marketing and your automation in your business that's done on autopilot for you every single month. And they have a bunch of different memberships of different levels and that uh, can really help grow and scale your business depending on where you're at and where you want to be. And I got to tell you, the high-end stuff that that Prodigy Pro offers is is unbelievable. It's literally a third of the price of what I would have paid even two years ago to have the same thing done. I wish this type of technology was around then. Yes, it utilizes a little bit of AI because it has to, but AI is pretty damn accurate, I'm scary kind of accurate. And that's why the pricing on this program can be as affordable as it is because you can pull from those things. If you need article writing, you don't have to necessarily write all the articles from scratch. You can get templates and then they're they're custom fit to your company and then that's it. They go right out. But they have different membership programs. Uh, phenomenal um, setup. Go to ProjiPro.io and you can do a test drive of it and, and check it out. And I, I know they have some different bonuses. You can also mention that you listen to this podcast with Rob M. Lyon. Uh, when you go to visit them and it's very much appreciated guys again thank you so much for being here today and uh, we will see you on the next episode